Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is, well, I basically prepare this world like a beautifully uh, painted canvas, but it is stationary. It can do nothing on its own. It can only truly live once the characters have entered. Yes, I am the muse. No, they are the muses. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's meet our characters now. Well, now I'm really confused now. <laughs> I think I think the master is more like the Bob Ross, and he's like, oh, let's add add some little. Yeah, happy I'm I'm the here. painter, and you're the um. You're the muses. You're my muse. Oh. We are the, I don't have to sing the song from Hercules, right? I, I just say my actual line, which is, <laughs> Hi guys, it's Lucas Fischer and I play Jasper Casper. He's a human from the non-magical world, a human wizard, and all that Jasper wants is to try and find a place to belong, and I'm sure that we can help him. <laughs> and he's a family man. <laughs> Let's family not guy. forget about that. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Sassly, played by Nadine Kuhn. Nadine is a human from the non-magical world and a role player. <laughs> Anyways, I accidentally created myself wings, but unfortunately they don't fly. But I will make it happen one day, because I got it. And if not, I will eventually. Oh, but Sassly, usually the players are going to introduce themselves. Oh, but she's, she's, from, she's a human from the non-magical world. Sometimes she doesn't know what to do, you know? Oh yeah. But we got it. Guys, are we recording something again, or what are you doing over here? Yes, do your introduction, please. I'm eating some nuts. Me? My introduction? You know what? I, I'm I'm over there, and I am Sebastian Kinder. Hello there, wonder where my character just went. My god. <laughs> I play Eric Miller, musician, magician with a troubled past, who would have known. Um, seemingly a lot of people forgot who he is. His family is the most important in that regard. Maybe we get to change something about that. And... So just seeing the magician master with kind of a, a troubled face, like what the <laughs> hell ever happened right here, is kind of amusing to see. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Uh, no, I tell I tell Nadine all the time that in my mind, I'm like the star in one of those uh, Muppet movies. Like I'm the live action actor in a Muppet movie. And uh, <laughs> like <laughs> you guys, the characters are like the Muppets that just pop up around me especially when we do the post credit scenes and stuff and i get to interact with y'all i love it it's just like just like y'all perching over my shoulder oh i want to be the <laughs> swedish chef if there's anyone out there who wants to create and make a muppet like version a muppet puppet um of us feel free to do it we will shout you out <laughs> So, I have a question for you. Uh, I would like to attune you three to a different world, a high fantasy world, something Dungeons and Dragons adjacent, something like the Forgotten Realms. My question is, if Eric, Sassley, and Jasper found themselves in the Forgotten Realms, and they were suddenly epic adventurers in a high fantasy world, what would their weapon of choice be? <laughs> okay, I need to think for... <laughs> Well, aren't we all ready? Uh, yes, yes, Jake, yes. No, Drachenberg is high fantasy, the highest of fantasies. <laughs> Step aside, Game of Thrones. Hmm. You know, 
him being a family guy, you know, first of all, what is <laughs> what is connected with family, right? I don't know if that's a question. No, Swords. Sword, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like he would be uh, he would be something like a dwarf because dwarves feel more connected with their own, uh, you know, mm. race. Like, you oh, know, yeah. the dwarves. Yeah, yeah. And especially because we are against elves. Maybe I don't like elves. Maybe I do. I don't know. Ooh. But his weapon of choice would be probably... It would be like a very dangerous looking fishing rod. <laughs> yeah. Something that he can create actually with his wand. You know, Holzformer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Holzformer dwarf, as we call him. And yeah, has, yeah. Uh, From the tribe Holzformer. Yeah. But I want to point out that the rod is only dangerous looking. It's not very dangerous. <laughs> but I can you know, throw it at people. Just terrible dexterity, <laughs> terrible strength. Just absolutely useless, unwieldy. You have disadvantage with all attacks. That's me. <laughs> Great. I don't I don't think Sasley is a weapons person, so she would always come with a plus one, you know, with her fist, and she would be like, come on, come on. But I think she would be very impressed with a trident. You'd be like, wow, that's something I would be into. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, a, a little nod to Murkrob there. <laughs> but but I imagine that, that you only wear it for decoration, but punch them anyway with your fist. No, she, would try to, she would try to eat with that. She's like, oh, that reminds me of the fox that they have in, 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 the, in the cafeteria. I wonder how you eat with it. But oh. I totally see her as like just a fighter with a brawler class, like subclass, just, <laughs> just, just a fighter. I mean, she could make a monk as well. Well, if she's just keen to punch people in the face. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> but you need to be bold for that. Do you want to be bold? Not really. Oh, oh you go for the wig. I get it. Uh, yeah, Cecily oh, exactly. wouldn't be afraid to shave the hair. She would be like, all right, uh, everything Ooh. for the plus one. It's so hardcore. <laughs> as long as she keeps her wings, everything is fine, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> Eric, what kind of weapon? No, he wouldn't use anything that's music-related as a weapon because those are instruments and you don't use instruments to punch people. Oh, but you can go for, like, a singing saw, you know? Like, (laughs) and then you still have an instrument, but a saw is very dangerous, at least looking. Yeah, I just keep rolling in my mind because Vicious Mockery is one of the very few attack stats for bards, and I think Eric pretty much likely would be a bard. See? In that regard... A rapier? Yeah, I, was I guess would be a good weapon of choice. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it also has Sounds like good. a very classical feel to it, right? Like very yeah. dexterous, and uh, I think that's a great fit for for Eric. Okay, well, great. Now we know what our next one shot's going to be. Uh oh. <laughs> but until then, there's much more to uncover here on the grounds of Neuschwanberg Castle, and you three are standing. Near the top of the Urbaum, but inside it, in a wondrous cave, and have just been confronted by a strange, un- unknowable creature. Well, I-, I guess maybe knowable. You'll find out. She. She. So, without much further ado, we don't want to wait any longer. Let's get into it. What do I usually say? <laughs> Let's begin this next episode no of JK. No <laughs> Without much further ado. That's Not, right. Nothing further to do. <laughs> nothing further to do. <laughs> Let's call it a night. <laughs> and much further for you. <laughs> Without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK. We're rolling. Oh, that's you should do that more often, that sentence.
Last time on JK, we are rolling. We found ourselves inside and under the giant tree south of the castle, the Urbaum. But to go further, we needed magical animal guide. So we went to the stables to see if Bumper would join us. As we exited the forest, we found that more time had passed than we thought. In the stables, Peggy Chefin, professor of magic creatures, offered us some one-on-one -on -one time with Bumper to bond with him and help with his and Cecily's situation. To talk to him, she turned us into animals. Jasper into a hedgehog, Cecily into a rabbit, and me into a rat. Then we set off for the tree with Bumper. Now, getting in was easy. We tracked our way through the tree, finding some magical healing honey, avoiding some questionable roots, and not avoiding some really overexcited jelly coats. Ugh. Finally, the four of us made it to a large upper chamber, where the guardians of the Urbaum announced someone's arrival. A creature of plants and bugs twisted and rose from the floor. Now we're up pretty high, but we're in pretty deep. So, there you three are. Oh, I should say, there you four are. A bunny, a hedgehog, a rat, and a rasselbok. In front of your three small furry shapes, a creature has risen out of the ground in front of you. It's got a head made of twigs and vines. Things crawl along and slither inside the mass of roots and grass and moss of its body as it continues to rise. The being twists out of the wood. A long cloak of moss hangs to the floor and trails behind it covering its body. The moss grows over the top of its head like a hood as it coalesces into its form. It is slightly shorter than Eric and looks nothing more than like a hunched over old grandmother. But its face is clearly defined, much more detailed than the Mausoline you met before. Bugs sit where its eyes might be, kind of moving around in the sockets of the eyes. Twisting branches form its arms and fingers which reach out from between its mossy cloak as it points at the four of you. It cocks its head, and you hear a voice like crackling leaves speak directly into your head. It's you. Everybody can roll a world lore check. I will do that for Bumper as well. Guys, I got this. I hope you do. Seven. <laughs> Just ten. It's plus one, so we are good to go. Four. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. None of you have any clue what this creature could be, and I'm not going to hide this from you. It was not an easy dice check anyway. <laughs> see, see. So you're not sure what this thing could be. The creature's crawling eyes land on you, and you feel a sudden stiffness in your body. Your hair freezes to your wet body. You were just in this water fighting these shelly coats. So 
you're all actually quite wet right now. And you suddenly feel in this tiny part of your brain that is now animal that allows you to communicate and move and think like an animal. You feel something lock into place and you are frozen. You can't move. You just feel the water dripping down your fur. Eric's punk rock rat hair flops to one side in this sudden lack of motion. One of Jasper's quills begins to elongate and stretch, and it keeps stretching out from his back, long and turning green, patterned and slender, and before long, the form of Wilbur is next to you as well, because he transformed with you as part of the hedgehog, because he was kind of a carried item at that point, but he has been called forth. Wilbur stares forward as if in a trance. You can kind of move your eyeballs from side to side to see that happening, but you can't move your literal body. A few moments later, Bumper and Wilbur both approach the figure at a similar placid march, a slow speed, and the wood beneath them begins to rise forward like a ramp until they stand at face level before the being. You hear it project mentally. Not worthy. And you see the two come alive in an instant, kind of moving normally all of a sudden. Bumper hops to turn and look at you and open his mouth to speak. And just as he does, he and Wilbur plunge into the very heart of the tree. The wood ramp that they're standing on drops below them like a high-speed elevator. After a moment, the wood space where they were closes up again, and you are in the large chamber, now alone with the creature. We cannot talk, right? It would be very difficult, but you could try. You kind of have to talk through clenched teeth. Oh, the tree just ate the animals. <laughs> so this creature kind of glides up to you. You can tell it's walking. Mm-hmm. It does seem to have uh, feet, but it has a kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it, a graceful shamble, <laughs> which turns into a sort of walking glide. It says, as it looks at each of the three of you, these forms are welcome, but untrue. No lies here. And you feel as if this animal part of your brain is suddenly flung from your consciousness. The effect is jarring. It is surprising. You couldn't call it pain. You couldn't say that it was painful because it's such a strange feeling that pain doesn't begin to describe that. It's as if someone planted a little magic seed in you that was allowed to grow into this transformation spell. If the spell ended normally, it would slowly and naturally wither away like a plant and you would gently be returned to normal. That's how it kind of feels usually when you do these kinds of transformation spells. This being has taken its psychic magical gardening gloves and pulled the magic seed right out of you. You all instantly jolt back into your human forms. Stomachs, knees, arms hitting the ground. (laughs) 
as you ungracefully slap into the wood of the tree below you. And you hear the creature psychically say, Sorry. You no longer feel that hold on your body anymore. It doesn't seem to affect you now that you're in your human form. So it doesn't seem to have a telekinetic effect on you. It smoothly takes a few steps back now, lurching right to left. Ouch. He slowly starts to stand up. As you try to stand up and you all get your bearings, the creature projects into your heads. You have come for knowledge. Ask. Um, hey, well, first of all, everyone feels all right? Everyone, everyone good here? Yeah, I, I think so. I find it very confusing. We had to go in as an animal, but she called us liars, and now why didn't we just walk in? It just really, it, I don't get it. Well, we kind of found the way, didn't we? Well, Bumpa did. Oh, hello, oh, magical creature. She, she, she are. She, she. Hello, she. She, yes, yes. She are the muses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> we are Zasly, Eric, and Jasper, and we just seek for the truth and have so many questions oh holiness and um we don't mean any harm guys i feel like we should bow let's bow let's bow okay eric eric is she having a seizure why is she talking like i that? don't know seriously i i don't get it i bow anyways Cecily's like Cecily's like kicking with her with her feet. She's like, "Come on, guys, bow!" <laughs> the creature can seem to remain unnaturally still. It doesn't have to move. It's not perturbed by any wind or anything, so it doesn't move even a centimeter while you do all of this. <laughs> but you see, when it speaks into your heads, it does shift its head slightly and say. That is unnecessary, little elf. All right. Um, so here's the thing. We have lots of questions. We can start with Perichta. I really don't know who Perichta is. You say that name <laughs> and immediately Again. vines come out of the ground. They wrap around your body and they tug you backwards. Roll a constitution die. <laughs> 19. And 19, you survive, but you will. <laughs> you survive! Now, we, now you said survive. Oh, so we hit that point. Try it again. Try it you again. You will need a 14 <laughs> or higher. Mark that on your sheet to survive your next constitution roll. And part of this is the fact that you've just been tugged off your feet. And you see, this is more of a gut reaction from her. It's not that she is vindictively targeting you. You feel that this just causes a reaction because you see these vines coming out everywhere all over the chamber and it just knocks you off your feet the damage actually comes psychically as she shouts you don't know what you're doing oh 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 oh, oh, oh. so sorry i'm so sorry um maybe i used the wrong term or the wrong name i have actually a lot of questions and we can leave that aside first maybe um someone else how about first who are you? Yes, and how do you do? You always say that. You always say that when you start a conversation. 
It takes a second for the vines to retract. You see this creature has grown in size to be about Jasper's height <laughs> and slowly seems to return to its normal size. I am sorry. Oh, she's quite sorry. That name is not welcome here. I could tell it was a sensitive topic. I could tell. Okay. You ask the wrong questions. I am the last shield between this place and her. Things are happening. Darkness is coming here. The black mage returns no longer human. You see its form gently shift to one side of the cavern as if uh, pondering and it looks back at you and says you have done well to come this far but you are not ready yet do we have to do another jeopardy jinx <laughs> well i like jeopardy jinx but first of all in who, whoever you may be, Miss... And you don't have to tell us. It is totally fine if you don't tell us because we don't want to be... A we don't mean any harm. My name is... Oh, oh, she opens up. And you just hear the crackle of leaves and twigs in your mind. It doesn't make sense to you. There is no word for me in the human tongue. Oh. Okay, so, um, Miss... And um, where, where are Bumper and Wilbur? Where did you send them? They do not have a connection to this place. It is not right that they would be here. But you have forged a connection. Old magic returns to the castle. But you are not ready. You must bind yourself to the crystal. Defenders of the crystal could meet her. The old magic reawakens. Guys, do you think the foundation stone? <laughs> <laughs> well, we already have Two or three points. We are in lead when it comes to crystal bearers. Wow. Does that mean we have to finish the whole year to make all those crystal bearer points to, to come back? That takes for forever. Oh, 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 holiness. I, I, I am very aware of your status and majestic thoughts. I am not holy. Right, I'm sorry. But some things are the spheres of the red mage are hidden you must protect them no one has visited me in quite a while i would like to ask a question 
I wonder if she is going to attack me again, which would be totally fine, and you would be so right to do it. Just don't use the name. Yeah, say you know who. I wanted to ask about the red mage and the black mage. How can I ask her about it if we, if we, if I can't say those names? Those names, yes, but the one name you used before, before you ended in the vines. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so you said the black mage and the red mage, and Cecily just like puts her head down. She's like, <laughs> and ears. Mm. The ears are moving. Nothing happens. I guess. Yes, the creature <laughs> has not moved. Okay, she's like. Whew. Um, what, what, what is the connection between them and what happened? There was a battle here long ago, and this place was made to protect our interests. This place was made to protect her children and things were kept here for safety there were once defenders but not for a while time has little meaning to me but i feel it has been quite a long time on your side of things that's somehow connected to what we saw further down. Do you remember the, the different plates with the stories carved in them? The pictures? Oh, you mean the block in the entrance of the tree? I totally, I totally remember that. You, we, we saw this kind of weeping woman or like a, a shape of a woman, didn't we? Was it one or two? Two men and two women. I'm pretty sure it's two men and two women. One was very sad. Do you think that her is somewhat connected to the picture? <laughs> the creature begins to glide back towards you and says, It's dangerous for you to stay here too long. This place was not made for mortal creatures. Go with her blessing. How can we help? Forge the connection to the crystal. Become defenders of the crystal. And go with her blessing. Protect Holda's Hula. A fierce wind whips across your faces, and above you, light suddenly pours from the sky as if the chamber had no ceiling. The wind is bitterly cold, but fresh and pure. Blue sky with hardly a cloud is visible beyond the branches of the tree. Somehow, you are all now standing at the very top of the tree, and you are no longer in the black forest. You are surrounded by snow-covered mountains, majestic and massive. Everywhere you look, they surround you, colored by golden sunlight. You can no longer see the creature, but the voice continues to resonate in your head as you stand there in the open sky at the top of the tree. You are not worthy, shadow heart, untethered child reforged chain 
but you can be. Go withhold us blessing. And suddenly, you are rapidly dropping like a ride at a theme park, wildly careening with wind tossing your hair. Your cloaks are whipping wildly. You are plunged into the dark heart of the tree. Wood and earth are sliding around you, opening for you, closing above you and guiding your fall outward and then slipping away from beneath you until you land suddenly and surprisingly gently at the entrance to the tree, among the twisting tall roots in the quiet, sunny clearing. The noise of scratching leaves and sliding bark and tumbling earth briefly follow from behind you, and as you turn your heads towards the sound, you see that the once open cave is closing itself as if it was never there. And once again, it is completely quiet. Ugh. I guess we can forget to conga line into it again, huh? What the heck? You know, that's why I don't go to the carnival. Everybody roll a pure luck check. Win the game. Nine. <laughs> yeah, you win. You win the, you win the game. Yes. <laughs> Nineteen. Seven. Okay. Uh, Eric, you feel something in the pocket of your robe. Is it Wilbur? That wasn't there before, right? <laughs> no, nope. definitely not. <laughs> Maybe it's some change. Okay, reaching for that, like, what's there? It's a small teardrop-shaped object. Looks like some sort of seed. It's hard and firm to the touch. It's got a kind of silvery metallic sheen to it. Uh, you're not sure where it came from or why it's there. Any of you guys have an idea what that is? Where did you find it? Um, <clears throat> here in my pocket. Uh. And Cecily looks immediately into her pocket as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, you find a leftover cashew. I found something. It's a, oh, it's a cashew. I don't have anything. But why would you have that? What is it for? Can't touch it. No, no, it's not a touchstone. It's nothing to touch. Okay, how, how about I place that back in the pocket? Maybe we find some things in the library or teacher knows something i don't where's bumper oh my gosh bumper is gone you don't see him she locked bumper and wilbur in the tree no bumper wilbur if you're still alive say a word bumper wilbur i don't think that we can hear them now we are not animals anymore but maybe they can hear us they should know we care about them Wilbur! Uh, Jasper, as you call Wilbur's name, roll Creature Trust and roll twice and take the highest number. Please. Please. I don't want to roll again. <laughs> well, you can take the highest number. <gasps> I didn't one. want to. Oh, guys, guys, the first one was a 19 and then I rolled again and it was a 20. Oh, Whoa! Good. Yes! Yes! <laughs> As Jasper calls Wilbur's name, he spots out of the corner of his eye a small garden snake that is responding to its name and heading towards him. <gasps> Wilbur, there you are! And Jasper gets on his knees and holds his hand on the ground. Wilbur, Wilbur, how have you been? Are you okay? Are you fine? <laughs> Bumper? I guess he really moved on. I think he's over me. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't see Bumper around. That's that's all there is to see here. <laughs> I can't believe you rolled a natural 20. You have formed such a strong bond with this little garden snake. Uh, I know. <laughs> you know, originally you were just magically bound, but now you're bound by the magic of friendship. A friendship. That's what we've learned. Beautiful. Because Beautiful. we all know he's a family man. He needs to grow a family. Uh, Will was <laughs> like a son for you, that little uh, snake. You need, you need to start learning snakeish so that you can communicate. That's an extracurricular class, though, so you need to give up your study halls. I should have done it when I was the hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> well, hedgehogs don't speak, don't speak snakeish. That's not... No, maybe. No. I will just teach Wilbur to speak humanish. That works. <laughs> humanish. So the three of you are in the sunny clearing. You can surmise, since Wilbur was outside of the tree, that Bumper also made it out of the tree. He probably didn't know what was going on with you three and headed back out. It's the most likely case. Let's go with that. Let's go with the happy ending case. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> He's like coming back to, to um, Peggy and she's like, oh, Bumper, how was it? Oh, they are fine. They are fine. <laughs> I think he died. I, I'm not sure, but I feel like he died. I am so oh. sorry. It's all my fault. <laughs> Can you imagine? I think I should have said I love him. Are we going to bet just how much time the whole trip up that tree took in our world? I actually won't like to bet because I don't know. But just make a suggestion. <laughs> Which reminds me, Bumper still got some of that honey stuck to his antlers. I yeah, want that. Unfortunately, he's not around. Seems mm. like <laughs> maybe you should have eaten it while while it was there. Maybe uh, during the during the battle with the Shelly Coats. <laughs> Michael, can we walk back like normally, or do we have to fight the Albertich again? Like, we can just walk back? Well, the Elbedrich are in the direction towards the river, but you can walk directly back like you did last time. I think we do that. <laughs> but Sounds you can like walk the Elbedrich way. Okay, everybody, roll, roll bookishness. <laughs> no, you don't have to walk that direction where you know the Elbedrich are. You can walk okay. the way that was cleared for you by, you can assume, Bree and Connor. Uh, they cleared the way for you last time, and you kind of know now the path to take. So off we go. Off we go. Off you go. So you make your way through the forest directly to the castle. And as you come out of the forest, you emerged very near where you emerged last time when you were on your way to the uh, stables. That's almost directly south of the castle. So you've got the entrance and the drawbridge to your left. Uh, the shield's quarters are around the back of the castle to your right. And uh, there's a few more clouds in the sky than usual today, but that's not what hits you at this moment. You entered the tree maybe around 6 p.m., early evening. It is clear that while you were in there for two, three hours, out here, about 15 hours have passed. It's like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know that because you hear the bells of Neudrachenberg ringing. Oh, oh, no. It is a new day in Neudrachenberg. Now, you know this means that you have class in about 20 minutes. I will remind you uh, at this moment that Lucas's cloak is literally torn to shreds. Uh, <laughs> Sassley's uniform is just, like, randomly dirty. Uh, I like it. I kind of like it. Eric looks kind of fine, but you did take a hit during the battle with the Shelly Coats. Yeah. Uh, this has shown up 
in your human form as a nice bruise on the elbow. It won't take too long to heal. Um, But Jasper has only two constitution. He lost a constitution during this last battle, and he feels sore all along his back, where he recently had quills, and where a shelly coat squeezed him tight. Still hurting. We don't have much time. We need to get to class without looking too much like we were fighting the whole time. So what do we do? Yeah, does anyone have a swing kit? We can call in sick, guys. <laughs> That's why I did in the pixie shire. You know, you just go and you're like, eh, eh, I feel super sick. That always works. But also, we need to get the crystal bearer points. You know, that's what she said. So if we miss the class, I'm very conflicted and hungry. Guys, what class is it today? It's Wednesday. It's no more Taco Tuesday. Uh, it's Wednesday. You know that last Wednesday you had Sauberless Relations in History with Loris Boulivre. Oh, I like him. Uh. <laughs> Sauberless Relations. <laughs> uh, I, ca- I call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> If we have that class again, it wouldn't matter just how Jasper's going to look because Louise is going to be interested in why all the time. I just make up that this is like a a non-magical thing. We can tell him that's what humans do. You have time to go back to your common room and change if you want. You have have 20 minutes. Well, I won't. No. (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) Guys, maybe on our way when we just go to our common room and have a little change, maybe we step into Mildred and then we can ask her something. Like, answer all the questions. Yeah, just, Michael, answer all our problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude. <laughs> no, I don't like to change. I like it like that. I'm not going to change. Let's go. <laughs> yes, off to class. You guys are going directly to class? Yeah. No. So. You don't want also, your textbooks no, or anything? You don't no, we don't. I want my, my stuff. I'm very confused. <laughs> we need to go to the room first. <laughs> all right, then off to the room, I guess. Okay. Wow, so many decisions to make. (laughs) Just one, really. (laughs) I feel tired. It's common sense. Now they're going to start saying that I have to brush my teeth. Wow, it's really like home. (laughs) Okay. So you guys are going to head back to your common room. Eric at least wants to grab his textbook. Uh, Maybe Jasper will change, maybe not. And Sassley is going to think about brushing her teeth. You notice that there are a lot more wizards on campus than usual. Adult wizards, they're hurrying about, they're talking to some students. In the entrance hall, a couple of adult centaurs are talking to a younger student centaur. The feeling is a little chaotic. There's like adults everywhere. They're kind of all over the place. All right, off to the common room. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you continue to the common room and you get there and you can change and grab your books and stuff. I just would like to. It never occurred to me, but I thought about it. I can't handle it. (laughs) That I have the spell that makes things that are invisible visible, right? Yeah. And I can never move that furniture. And maybe I can just, while they change, try to make something visible that's invisible. <laughs> this spell is Reckon Fedecken, reveal invisible objects, people, or creatures, or dispel illusions, or partly dispel an actively created illusion within a three meter radius. Uh, defense roll active casters of invisibility or illusions may roll deafness to try to counteract this spell. So if someone's actively creating an illusion, that would be a contested roll against each other. But if it's just like an illusion or something that's invisible that has had an enchantment on it then it'll go away there you have it oh my gosh if i am going to to change this now 
I'm going to be super happy, but I'm also very sorry. <laughs> okay. Here's what happens. So <laughs> Sassly <laughs> walks in. She pulls out her wand, about to cast this spell, <laughs> and you hear a knock on the door. No! You can't do that, <laughs> yes, Michael! <I> can. <laughs> oh. She's like, Reckon for Deacon, super fast! <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> there's a knock. I mean, if you still want to try to do that, but there's a knock on the door, you don't know who that is. I am going to the door. <laughs> I'm putting the wand away. Yeah, I'm still changing. Eric, you go to the door, you open it only part way, and then Mildred's body slips through, but she's doing that thing where she's like put she put her body in the door and she kind of closes the door around herself. So you only open it part way and then it goes shoo, shoo, and she's in. And she says, Um, oh my god, oh my god, um, um, I forgot. Uh there's there's so much going on. And is everyone is everyone dressed? Is everyone here? What is up? Jasper puts his head out of the sleeping room. Well, I'm still changing. What is it? She says, get out. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you want to get out here. Like, I'm stalling as much as I can, but I, I don't know how long he'll wait. He's he's right behind me. I oh, oh, my gosh. I am. And she pokes her head out the door and she looks around. She says, I am so sorry. Hey, Malda, who is it? Who are we talking? Who is this? What? <laughs> she says, well, Sassley, I'm sorry. You hear someone approach behind Mildred as she gently lets the door swing the rest of the way open with a sheepish smile. And she stands slightly aside to reveal our secret hidden guest for the day, Nate Huntley. <laughs> Woo! Who is Woo! he? <laughs> <laughs> and Nate, why don't you describe yourself? Okay, so what you see is a short person. Uh, he's got red hair, slightly balding, but like, you know, with, like, with the comb over. Um, he's got a thick red mustache um he's got very soft hands freckle spotted skin he's wearing cargo shorts and he's wearing this uh button down shirt with a pocket protector with uh <laughs> rmn fair trade on it my god and he's got he's got these big old sandals <laughs> and socks under his massive feet and uh mildred looks at you sassly and she says it's parent visiting day. I should have warned you. Sassily, you know exactly who this is. That is Fredly Nature Spring. Dad? Well, hello, Sassafras. Well, that is a surprise. Um, I guess we we hug it out first. All right. How you doing? Um, I'm I I have to say I'm pretty peeved. Pretty peeved. Yeah, let's get in and get this hug really tight. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm it's so good that you're here. As angry as I am, it's very good to see you. But love can conquer anything. Mm-hmm. Try telling that to your mother. <laughs> oh, is she, is she here as well? <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, your mother, your mother uh, stayed up at home. And, um, it's just me. I, uh, I came here, so, uh, <sighs> yep, just, uh, whenever we're ready, you just go on and pack your bags and we'll head on out. And we, we, well, we're having to, Dad. Oh, uh, yeah, we're gonna go home. Oh, we, we're going, what? What? JK, we rolling, it's magic out of
Magician Master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Fredly Nature Spring is Nate Huntley. Theme song by Aaron Richard with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Chenet. Horrors and Urbaums and Fathers, oh my. Looks like our team is going to get thrown for a loop here, and we've got a lot more fun coming up with our special guest, Nate Huntley, who is so freaking funny as Pixie Papa Fredly. You don't want to miss these next episodes. Uh, Nate is also the creator of a comedy YouTube channel called Argyle Gargoyle, and if you are a fan of impressions, and who isn't, you want to head over there. We've also got a link in our episode description. Uh, if you listen to our intros here, you can guess that I am especially fond of the videos Nate creates where he plays the star in different Muppet-themed movies, uh, but he also plays literally all of the Muppets. Movies like Muppets of the Caribbean and Lord of the Muppets. That's great stuff. While you are surfing around online, don't forget to head over and follow us on your social media of choice. I will say we are particularly active on our Instagram. You can almost always reach us there. We do quizzes occasionally in our stories. We shout out folks who answer questions right in our posts. Uh, it's a party, so do be Insta friends with us. Uh, you can help fund our project here. Uh, maybe help us get some new music out or more art out. Uh, that's over at patreon.com slash jkwerolling. We're going to update some perks over there soon, especially for our 10 euro or more director of magic patrons. So do keep an eye on that. After all, we've almost hit one year of recording this podcast. Uh, next episode, we will announce which creature won our Patreon poll and uh, will enter our podcast and live in Jasper's head. Uh, if you are a patron and haven't voted yet, please head over there and vote now. And that's it for this week. Until next time, remember to keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready. And remember, if you freeze, turn up the heat. That's yeah. That's <laughs> a trick. Okay, <laughs> <saucy>. <laughs> so, um...